This is episode number eighty-two. Who are you, with Anthony Trucks? Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and give a shout out to our review of the week, which comes from Chris Scott. Overcoming Odds gives a voice to individuals who want others to reach their fullest potential. Oleg mines life lessons from the interviewee that will help the listener grow and become a better individual. Thank you so much, Chris, for the terrific review. If you want to be featured on Review of the Week, go ahead and leave us one on iTunes. Also, if you haven't checked out any of our upcoming events, feel free to do so. These are experiences created by other community members from the Overcoming Ads tribe, where you'll get a chance to hear stories from powerful speakers from all over the country and opportunities to share your own story as well. For more information, please go to overcomingodds.today forward slash events. Now, let's get back to our guest. This week's episode features Anthony Trucks, former NFL player, American Ninja Warrior, coach, consultant, author, speaker, husband, and father of three incredible kids. He's the founder of Own Your Shift, which teaches people how to take what life throws at them and use it to accelerate their success. He has experienced over 20 life-altering shifts in his life, starting when he was given away to foster care at the age of three and was thrust into a gruesome childhood. He has also experienced starvation, beatings, and torture, just to name a few. Without further ado, please welcome Anthony Trucks. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Ads podcast. Today's guest is someone who I had the pleasure of meeting a couple days ago. His name is Anthony Trucks. He's a former foster kid turned NFL athlete. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm here. I'm ready to roll. Help you out. Absolutely. Answer questions and craziness. Absolutely. I appreciate you being on here. And I remember when we first got on the phone, the topic that we started talking which at first it appeared to be relatively simple to answer but the more i dug into it myself i was like there is a lot more to this than i envisioned and you know that for those that are listening the topic that we decided to talk about was who are you and Mm -hmm. the different identities that make up us as individuals so the way that i would like to start it off is i would actually like to pose this question to you and that is who are you? Um, who is Anthony? I don't think, to be honest, mm-hmm. I don't think that any of us can actually fully explain who we are because mm-hmm. there's just too much to a human. I try to explain love. Mm-hmm. Try to explain the color to a blind person. Like it's, it's incredibly difficult. It's the most complex and difficult thing to do. So 
I can give you what I think comprises parts of Anthony's persona, but there's just too much that goes on in here to be Anthony. But Anthony is a, a caring, loving person who uh, who desires to to give back to the world. I'm a really I'm a regular guy mm-hmm. with an irregular desire to serve people. Mm. So I don't I don't I don't want to be some you know famous mogul on billboards. I have no <laughs> desire to do that, but I get fulfillment from filling other people up in their life. And so I'm a servant man. But that's just that's the tip of the iceberg. None of us can really uh, – I don't think any of us can really ever explain like this is who I am. It's the yeah. most like arbitrary question to try and answer, although we all are somebody. Mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, something, it's something that exists, but mm-hmm. we can't explain exactly what it is. It's crazy. And I don't think we're supposed to be able to answer that question with a single label or a single experience because you know, as I was putting together this article that I mentioned to you before – what I've come to as far as the conclusion is that you as an individual is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. You are X, Y, and Z in in a particular time, but you are also all of those things. And so I, I guess what I've come to is that in, in today's world, we ask the question of, well, who are you or what do you do? And I think the tendency is to be able to put your whole experience in a nutshell and just give you that one thing. But really, it's so yeah. much more complex than that, and so it, it is. You know, it, I guess it really boils down to who are you to that particular person or to that particular mm-hmm. relationship that you are trying to yeah. create when being asked that question. Yeah. I think you are who you are when you're not thinking about who you are. That's how it boils down mm. for me. Because I'm just that guy. When I'm thinking about who I am, like, no, I'm thinking about who I am. But who am I really? It's the person that is not actively thinking, but I'm just being. That's who I really am. Okay, that's a really complex thought. So I want to be able bit. to I want to be able to break that down. What does that really mean? Like, how, how help me better understand yeah. and create meaning so, around that particular thing, what you just said. So. Yeah, I think we are our actions is the best way I can look at it. You are your actions. And the actions show up in a lot of ways and a lot behind the action. If I punch somebody, it's not just the punching. It may be I'm punched because it was fight or flight and I'm a mm-hmm. scared person. Or punched because I'm an angry person. Or, or I punched you because I was just joking and I'm a joyous person, right? So there's an action. There's also layers behind why the action took place based on the situation. Just too many factors to make sense of. What I can say, though, is... You did whatever you did. Usually, it's we operate on what's called autopilot, right? Mm-hmm. We just kind of flow. Mm-hmm. We have responses, we have reactions, we have actions, we have stages, we have habits. We have these things that just they we go through a flow of life, and we kind of just I don't know, get in the car and put on autopilot and roll. And I believe that when you are on that autopilot, when you're just acting in your natural self and just flowing, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. But when you when you step back and start thinking about who I am, now you start kind of like changing how you act, how you operate, because I'm, I'm think I'm trying to take back control mm-hmm. from a point of like, this is who I am, but I got to be this and I got to be this. And we start, we start getting to a point where we don't know who we are. Mm-hmm. Think about it. The more try to craft who you are, the more you start to not know who you are. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like disconnect. It's like, well, I, I got to do this and I got to get this job and do this thing. And then people show up and they're like, man, I got the job and I got the money, but I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it happens because we take control, and it's like the, the level of flow that also needs control, and it's it's a really interesting conversation to go down. But I think when I state the whole concept of you are who you are, we're not thinking about who you are. It's like the people that I I have as close friends and, and you know amazing human beings around me, like we just sit and hang out. We just we just are, mm-hmm. and there's no 
I'm not trying to like be the guy that's smart and think about stuff to say, or not trying to be the guy that's you know quiet because I don't want to you know be over you know powered in the conversation. I'm just this is Anthony. I'm showing up, and that's that's how people connect the most. Mm. And so if you look at the connection level, it's because you're just being who you are without thinking about who you are, mm-hmm. and that is the way to look at it. It, it's, it is really awkward, right? You're, it's like <laughs> I'm getting mental gymnastics trying to explain it. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to get, explain a, a color to a blind person, but it's. I think with the, the, the with the way our, our lives work out and how we flow, like our identity, it, it determines our destination. It, like mm-hmm. who you are, you think will create the world you have around you. And uh, when it comes to who am I, I believe our identity is the closest way that we have framed uh, in verbiage who we are. Mm. Your identity is pretty much who you are. It's the closest you can get to it. And when you think about what identity is, identity is is what you own to be things you have pride in, ways that you see yourself, how you operate. Uh, and realistically, like your identity is the one thing that is the the software of your computer. Mm-hmm. It's the program. Mm-hmm. And so R is based on past programming, past experiences, ways you react, how you see the world, your filter, your perspective. It's a lot. And the crazy part is no one person can ever be the same. There's just too many individual extenuating circumstances that create a person. Mm-hmm. So and one, even- I don't think we are. And even though you may be in the same exact time and place of a particular experience, you're still going to process it differently. Always. I mean, they actually do studies. They go and have people go see, you know, crashes or, you know, things on the side of the road. And they'll ask each person, what did you see? And every person saw it different. Mm-hmm. Hair color, different clothes, different direction, angle, car color. You know, they all saw it different. Mm-hmm. That's a physical viewpoint. But you could also have the, the idea that someone was in a hoodie. And they may not have saw their face, but they just, always oh, a black guy. Because someone might have thought a hoodie could be mm-hmm. a black guy, and so it was a black guy running around. Someone could have said, "Oh no, I saw his face as a white guy." Like, who knows? Like, there's a lot of ways to see it, but everybody sees the world differently. And, and man, it's one of those fun things that it would, this is a good conversation. In my head, I'm trying to figure out how to make this clear. When you look hmm. at the aspect of who I am and who somebody is, the filter's different, the ideas are different. The only thing that gets close to human conversation about what uh, your who you are is the answer. It's, it's your identity, mm-hmm. which is always changing, always flowing, and it's based on past experiences it always is i love that point for so many different reasons i think the first one is that with someone of a similar background like yours i mean you you have gone through many different identities and you continue to do so on a daily basis just like i do and as part a couple of those identities that stood out to me as far as the audience that listen to this particular show is foster youth but also an nfl athlete so when yeah. I started to look at the two, and I have friends in both of those areas, I have friends who have gone to the pro level from college, and the biggest things that they experience as far as a challenge is really not being able to identify who are they beyond that. Because yeah. as I'm sure you're aware, once you make it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you made it for life. You made it to day not one. Terrible. You made it to the first yeah. minute. Mm-hmm. Minute number two, you may not be in that position ever again. Mm-hmm. And so as part of that, it, it's very interesting the role that that particular experience of an athlete in NFL plays on you and your identity mm-hmm. moving forward. And it, it always just, does. And it, 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 I'm just so curious about someone who has been in those shoes. Like how, how, does that, how, how did that help you frame mm-hmm. the person that you – were able to be, or did you lose yourself after you were out of that world? Oh, yeah. I think we all, you, you lose 
the reason I like the word you said is lose yourself. You lose yourself because there is no self outside of the thing you do. Because what you do creates you. Mm-hmm. When I played football, so I was a football guy. If I had kids, I was a dad. Right? That's what that's what I what I do. What I've done creates me. And so what ends up happening is football. You did this thing for so long to where it created this persona of the football guy. I find value in that. I found self worth in that. Um, this became this became who I am. Right. And so. People, I, I, as human beings, we want to be accepted. We want to have importance. We want to have significance in life. And my mm-hmm. significance came from me being able to tackle somebody, be on TV, and have this you know name on the back of my jersey and a helmet. Then when that's all taken from you, the problem is because that was taken from me and it created me, I lost myself. I 100% didn't know who I was because this thing that you are is no longer there. So who in the world am I? And that's the identity crisis a lot of people run into. And it doesn't have to be a sports. It could be my kids went off to school and now I'm not the mom that's driving them around every day. Who mm-hmm. am I? You know, it could be the dad that lost his job and now his wife goes to work and it's like, well, who am I? You know, it could be the person that was a coach for a lot of years and retires. It could be the person that never was a coach and became a coach. It could be a lot of things. And now whatever you used to do, because you don't do it, you don't know if you matter anymore. We don't have the same significance. And so you start searching. I don't think we're searching for ourselves. We're searching for what will give ourselves a, a sense of significance. Mm. And people say, I gotta go find myself. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to find yourself. You're going to find that thing that you can feel good about when you present yourself to the world. And, and when we're doing that thing and building that thing, it's building up who we are, which is our identity. We lock ourselves into like, I'm the coach, I'm the teacher, I'm the, co- I'm the podcaster, right? I'm, that's, mm-hmm. that's just who I am. It's not a bad thing though. Cause you need that. You need that because then you'll fully, work into that. You'll be phenomenal at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is some people think they're only that. And I think just like anything in life, being well-rounded is the best thing you can be. In sports, they tell kids, like, don't just play one sport as a kid. Play as many as you can. Get I remember well-rounded. that. Mm-hmm. Then when you find the sport you want to play, you get better tools because you've played soccer, you've played basketball, you've played all these things. Now, be a great football player, great volleyball player, whatever it is. But in life, you have to kind of have the same idea of like, I, I really have to try different things out and figure out what fits. And then now I'm going to be specialized as human. And it's not a matter of I'm just my job, but it's like I'm also the dad. I'm also the husband. I'm also the coach. I'm also the brother. I'm also the mom. I'm also the dad. Like I'm all these different things. And if you look at all those as a whole, that should create your identity mm-hmm. as opposed to this one thing in the center point. Because when that goes, nothing's attached to anything else. Whereas if you're the centerpiece and everything's attached to the centerpiece, if that thing goes, just that thing goes, the main piece is still in place. Mm. How did you fill, fill in that time and space? So you're, you're obviously uh, at a very different stage where you are right now as far as self-awareness yeah. and everything that you can understand about your world and who you are. But mm-hmm. taking a little bit of step step back, especially let's say for – this particular conversation, the instance of NFL, when you get out of that world, you begin to understand that, okay, I'm going to have to do something to fill in the seven hours of the day that I was practicing. Yeah. So how, and I'm sure that was a journey of its own. What did you do? Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I got lost like most of us do. So it's not so much to figure out how to fill the seven hours of time. Cause I could easily sit down and be on my phone for seven hours. It was how do I fill the, uh, the gap in my, my self-worth mm. that's what it boils down to i don't feel like you know you don't feel like you matter anymore you know and and even the guys who who played football for a lot of years and retired they're still going home like all right well i don't have practice today well what do i do like you we are humans that are based on like 
homeostasis and habits and kind of normalcy. And when it breaks, it's tough. So for me, I had to find find what else could give me worth. And what I did was I, I opened a gym. I went home and I got my degree in kinesiology from college, and I I went and opened a gym because that's what I wanted to be around. And the problem was that's all I thought. Like I'm talking from experience right now. I'm not talking from random thoughts. Right. I, all I thought in my head at that time was. I got to be big, bad Anthony again. I'm going to open this gym, have this amazing business. I'm going to do great. Forget football. I'm going to find myself in this new thing. And I'm going to, that's what's going to be my anchor. And I did that. But in doing so, I did not keep sight on my health, on my relationship, on my parenting, on anything. I lost friends. I lost my wife. I lost my kids. I lost my health. I was all gone because I was only focused on the gym thing. And the gym thing wasn't going that great. And, and so what ended up happening is I lived through experience of losing all of that. And then understanding that the reason I lost it all was because I wasn't focused on it all. Mm. I was focused on one piece, hoping it was going to fill the rest of the buckets up. It's like having five water jugs in front mm-hmm. of your hose. If you only fill one water jug up, it's not going to fill the rest of the ones up because they're in vicinity to it. <laughs> Correct. Got to spend time filling the jugs up. And so that was the biggest thing for me is losing it all. Realizing, all right, cool. Now in my life, I spend time filling all the jugs up. Are they all going to fill up as fast? Is the business going to grow as fast as it could? No. But at the end of the day, I learned firsthand that if, I, if I'm if i working on some, building something for myself and neglecting the people of my family that, that I'm like really doing it for, that even if I do get it up, there's nobody around to celebrate with me. Mm. And so I'm not worried about the speed of growing it. I'm just worried about the impact I have and how I do what I do. But every day I get to hang with my wife and my kids and hang out. I got my family back together. Three years later, we, we figured it all out. It's been mm. amazing. Um, it was a long journey of hardship and crazy and having to find out who I was. I lost myself from football to the gym. And at the gym, I lost myself to family. I had to find, I guess, find myself. Mm-hmm. I talked about I found importance in the work I do, the family I have, and the health I have. That's where I find my importance now. Uh, and the next tier of it has come in my life as I now teach other people how to do this. I, we're talking about who am I and identity and how it fits. And, and what I do as work now is I teach people how to navigate their identity shifts so they can literally upgrade their their identity to upgrade their life kind of like a computer mm-hmm. like think about a computer operates so we have a computer if if you have new hardware whatever hardware you have but outdated software what ends up happening is the computer can't run very well mm-hmm. it gets viruses it gets messed up it gets hiccups it doesn't go slow spinning wheel of death like you know <laughs> but you upgrade the software and the computer runs better and a lot of people are in 2019 operating off software from 2020 or 20, you know, 2002 or 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when they had a bad childhood, they lost their job, they got a divorce. Like they're still the programming from back in 1995 when their their mom or dad got divorced. Like there's a lot that is still in the programming and it has yet to be upgraded. And what happens is the farther you go, the slower life goes. Like the, the computer goes slow, your life is still going slow. Your mm-hmm. joy is still. You're not very efficient. You can't get much done. And we talk about who am I? You are the person you were way back then, just a little bit older, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And if you don't upgrade the software, which is your identity, then you get to a point where you're stuck. And you fall into what I call the identity gap. And that gap is what we are clear on in life most of the time. We don't always know what we want. We know what we don't want. But social media has made it difficult for everybody because we know what we don't want and now we can see what we want on somebody else's page mm-hmm. and I want this thing right so I don't have this thing I want this thing it's a, it's a pull so I know who I who I want to be to have this thing but then there's who I am and who I am is still you know not upgraded still sitting over here and there's a massive gap in the middle of these two people mm-hmm. and 
we talked about autopilot previously. We look at people who are where we want to be and having what we want to have. And we think they're special and they're unique and they're different when it's really not the case. What it is is they just have a different level of operation on their autopilot that outputs at a super high level. So what we stress off of, like, oh, I got to get up and go to the gym and I got home and do this and I got to write this thing and post this thing or call this person or talk to these people. There are some people who they see that and it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's this person looking at something they have to do and it becomes drudgery. But then there's the person that's succeeding the way that they look at wanting to succeed and all those same things, that person just shows up and like, oh yeah, that's what I do. Like it's nonchalant, like that's what I do. I just make these calls, I go get my workout and I do this. Like it's just a, you look at them like, how do they just do it so easily? Habitual well, thing they are. becomes. But what's mm-hmm. amazing is because it's who they are, that's why they have what they have. Mm. And so in life right now, if we can get to the realization of you'll have what you have, if you are the right identity, you have it. Like, that's it. Like you'll just, you have to be the person that has those things, and then you'll have those things. It's not rocket science. It's not magic. It's not even woo-woo. Like, it's legitimately. If you're the kind of person that works really hard in the gym consistently, you'll have a great body. If you're not, you <laughs> won't. Like, it's not, that's that transparent. If you're the person that, is able to go out of your comfort zone to make the ask when you need help, you'll get the help. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you won't. Like, but you got to be the person that does those things because it's all a long game. You can't do it for a day or a week or an hour. That has to be who you are where you just do that thing. And it's just normal that you do that thing because if not, you burn out. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm here trying to do that thing. Oh, it's too hard. I don't feel like doing it today and then it won't happen today or the next day or the next day and now it's just you don't do it whereas the person which is normal it's not burnout they just do these things it's, it's nonchalant it's autopilot that's the big differentiator so the first thought out of the hundred thoughts that literally came to mind was when, when you talk about athletes and one of the things that i've been able to understand as someone who has played sports i didn't play in nfl i didn't play in college i just played at a high school level um, mm-hmm. soccer and all the different sports and and what I've learned was that when I was in school I was always told this message by those surrounding me that you can't become a basketball player or you don't have the height to do this and in that message carried on through college and I I heard it uh, being said to some of my friends who did end up making to NFL and um, D-League and all these different things and so it just makes me think part of what you just said is that there is a specific identi- identity or a or um, combination of it that we are programmed to be. Yes. And as part of that, are we capable of being whoever it is that we envision being then? Because if I'm programmed in a certain way mm-hmm. that let's say – is not in exact alignment with an NFL athlete. Mm-hmm. So no matter what it is that I do and what decisions that I make, I will not get to that place. Is that? Partially. 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 If you think about it, um, what does Apple do every couple of years? They read they they the new product. Mm-hmm. All the same, it's right, it's new software. So when I say we're operating off 2010 software, you can, you can change the operating system. 
right? You can always install it and put a new one in. You can make shifts. You can make tweaks. You can update certain portions. Think about it. Sometimes the computer has automatic updates for certain segments mm-hmm. of the entire operating system. It's not always a new flush. And so what I think is there's this thought that we can't change who we are. Mm-hmm. When in reality is you can. Everybody can change. And I, don't even, I think change is an overhaul kind of word. Mm-hmm. A lot of it becomes like shift. If you think about an airplane traveling like 2,000 miles, if you make a one-degree shift, It'll land in a 40-mile-away place that wasn't planned just for yeah. one-degree shift. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us just have to shift certain parts of the identity and make little mini-upgrades. But you actually, if you think about how programming works, what happened is there's ways that we were raised that we saw certain things. It beliefs around money, beliefs around relationship, beliefs around work. Like my, my wife's work idea and mine are vastly different. Mm-hmm. She sees work as work. I do this thing. It makes me money. I do not get emotionally invested into it. My work is who is part of who I am. Two different things, right? Mm-hmm. And the only difference really is how we're programmed as kids. And once you get a chance to kind of feel how that rolls and kind of understand that concept, what ends up happening is you realize that you can go back and say, hey, the, how was I programmed? This took place. I thought this. I saw this. I believe this. So that's why this happened. So if I just go back and say, well, what's the root of that? Well, it's what I believed about it. And the belief I had created this, this thought, and this thought I had created an emotion, and the emotion created an action. Mm-hmm. The action led to an outcome, and an outcome gave me my environment. So all you really have to do is go back and change something within that. Mm. What I usually recommend people do is just change the action. Actions are one thing you can change and do differently whether you feel like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like whether you love the person across from you or not, like you can still you know, pick up their stool if it falls down. Mm-hmm. So you, don't have to, you don't have to love them to do that thing. But what's crazy is if I, if I have a – you know what a full-blown, full-effort action is. You can do that mm-hmm. against the internal desire to do it. But if you have a full-blown action and you get a better outcome, well, the outcome will lead for me to a different environment. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like I, I've never, for people, I've never done this. I've never cold-called somebody before, but I'm going to do cold calls for my business. Different action. I'm scared to do it. My emotional like alarm is saying, don't do this, but I'm scared, but I do it anyway. I take this bold action. But what happens, the outcome is maybe I you know, make another $10,000 in my business. Cool. What, what changes? The environment changes. Now mm-hmm. my environment is, well, I can pay rent this month. I can breathe a little bit better. Okay, cool. So I got, and I got, maybe I got a new car. I got a new TV. My environment changed. I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So I start to shift a little bit of who I see myself to be. I'm the person that might be able to make some money cold calling. Then I go from there to this new belief I have. like, hey, this is possible. And the belief will then fuel the next thought of like, yeah, it is possible. You can do that, and You can go after that. Now it leads to this emotion of, oh, I feel really good. Like, I feel good. I got this belief. And what I do now, now I take that confident action in that direction. Mm. And it gets better and better and better. And so when you talk about programming, you definitely can reprogram who you are. And it will start by the actions. But it's not just the action you're trying to take. You're supposed to, at the same time, understand what that action is supposed to lead to for yourself. Mm. Wow. So many um I want to take another step back and talk about the different buckets that you spoke of because I think that's yeah. a very important aspect to give attention to during this particular conversation. And, I mean, I, I, I can definitely say that I, I'm getting better at it, but I've been in positions where I was so focused on the one thing and everything else started to diminish, diminish around me, the friendships, yeah. the rela- relationships. And as part of it, when you were sharing the story that you did, it made me think that it's it's ongoing. It's always a yeah. process to learn because as the more your business grows, 
the more the other buckets will grow as well. So the mm -hmm. more time you put in here, the more time you're going to have to put in those other areas. Everything. And, you know, as part of it, it kind of just made me think that for so much of our lives, based, and I've lived this life as well, we, we focus on that one thing, and that is go to college, go get a job, <coughs> make the money, start a family. So it becomes all like tunnel vision from here on out. Mm -hmm. And everything yeah. else gets lost in between. Yeah. Age-old concept. It's the age-old problem that no one understands why it's going on. Like, it happens. It's in movies. Mm -hmm. uh, movies are movies are resonate because they're like real life. People see them and like, yeah, that's what's going on. So it's a person at this job and they hate the job and then they've been doing it for a while. And all of a sudden they just walk out out of frustration and kick their shoes off and walk across the park and meet the love of their life. And they go and fly <laughs> by and they go, Sky. you know, it's like that's – it's not new. This is what happens every day. But some people think, ah, oh, that's not me. Why not? <laughs> but it literally does happen to us the same exact yeah. way. You know, we yeah, walk so in, we, we meet that one person. And it's not like we had a, a plan for it. Okay, I'm going to go to this coffee shop, start talking to this yeah. stranger. And then three months down the road, we're going to be dating. And then five years down the road, we're a happy family. But yeah. it literally yeah. does happen in, in a similar form to that. Yeah. And people keep chasing the same thing. They they know it's not going to be like life giving to them. They'll still chase the corporate job, but I think they're they're not understanding how to chase what you want. And I think also we're fed by the identities of the individuals that came before us, right? So our mom mm -hmm. and dad raised a certain and built a certain value set, which is goes to our programming. The programming programming is like you have to go to school, get a job, go work the job, and not like the job. But just do something that pays the bills so you don't have to worry about, you know, whatever. Men are supposed to support women and yada, yada, women don't work. Like, there's all these weird things that were the past. And we got raised by them, therefore we value them. Mm -hmm. And if you're able to step back from it and question whether you as a human actually value that, it'll give you the permission and grace to actually try to do something different. Because now more than ever in our entire society is the best time in the world to do anything you want. Because mm. you can do socially all online you don't have to go anywhere you can you can start businesses without putting a bunch of money into them nowadays you can kickstart something with no money like there's way too many opportunities for people to do stuff but their old programming won't allow them to do it they're, they're stuck like they're they're seized up and they're in safe mode on the computer right mm -hmm. safe mode so nothing gets affected that's how they're living their life is in safe mode mm -hmm. take us another step back and into another form of your identity and that's foster care yeah, done a fun one. <laughs> what was that upbringing like? And I mean, be, be, my understanding of it. So I wasn't in foster care myself, but I was adopted from another country. Yeah. So when mm -hmm. I came here, I didn't speak English. I knew nothing about this part of the world besides the name Michael Jordan. And that's why I ended up yeah. choosing my middle name, Michael, because I thought it would help me adapt yeah. to the new culture. Yeah. And so your your journey is also very unique and, and where you are now, you have a complete different understanding because I yeah. what it makes me think is that it's very similar to the way that I choose to live life and that is I think at any given time we have the option of looking at life as a lack of and abundance of. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lack of of this, but where do I have an abundance of? So it always boils down to a choice. No, and, es and especially for the traumatic experiences that we m we've experienced, we have a choice in how we view those. Yeah, how you act out of them. 
because that thought leads to your emotions, which leads to your actions. If you're angry because it was the whole world against you, then you take bad actions and you go to jail and your outcome sucks and then your environment's a jail cell. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's all in the same space. It's mm-hmm. just hard to get somebody to be aware. Like self-awareness is a limiting factor and we all know this. Uh, the problem is that if we just stop for a minute and look, it just took our emotion out because we obviously as humans, we act very emotionally. So like when I was a kid in foster care, like my emotional ones, I was angry and sad, whatever. So when your emotion's high, your intelligence is low. Mm. When, you're, when you're just going, you're not thinking very much mm-hmm. logically. Those times my identity was, I was angry, I was sad, I was hurt. And so I would try to give that out because you can only give what you have inside. So I had anger inside. I gave out to my, my foster parents, my teachers, and I got that in return. But once I realized it was like not to like 15 years old, I realized like really what this was doing to my life. I, I didn't realize that my my identity as this foster kid who wasn't supposed to do much was ruining my life and it wasn't foster care anymore it was just how i saw myself having been a foster kid it wasn't mm. that, that was the, the issue and so now that i get to this point where it's like all right and you got control of this dude like you're no i was adopted you're no longer in foster care now you got to figure out what to do like you can't use the excuse of i'm in foster care because you're no mm-hmm. longer that kid anymore but you can't let that ruin it and so it made me change the way I viewed myself, how I gave actions, how I gave effort, what I chose to give out. I had a great mom who adopted me and gave me a ton of love, but there's a lot that goes into that. So those years for me, identity-wise, of foster care, they sucked. But at the same capacity, they were necessary for my journey to get to this place I'm at now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you speak about a lot about just having your own inner drive and the ability to learn continuously about life and everything that happens to you. But is there someone else within your life that played an influence that was of huge support in helping you ingrain this mindset that you have right now? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if it was helping ingrain, but they helped give me pieces that could be ingrained. I think mm-hmm. we are the only one to ingrain it. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, if somebody keeps giving you an idea, you'll fight it even more. Mm. The more it's forced on me, the more I don't want it because it's not my idea. That's why there's a whole movie called Inception, the whole mm-hmm. concept of it, right? Mm-hmm. And but I think a lot of people planted a bunch of seeds. You know, I had moms, coaches, or a mom, coaches, you know, coaches, dads, siblings, friends, colleagues, you know, teachers. A lot of people planted seeds, uh, and they kept you know being consistent enough and, and caring and showing up. And eventually, it became my idea to water the seed. Mm. And as that was something that I chose to water, then it turned into something cool. So mm-hmm. everybody had a, there's a lot of people that have partnered. A lot of people are very significant in the whole process of whoever Anthony is. Mm-hmm. Just like everybody. So whoever's listening right now, your entire identity, who you are, is, is because somebody planted seeds. And either they grew or didn't grow. If they grew, might have been great. If they haven't grown yet, you haven't watered them yet, they're not going to grow. You're not going to find life from your, your tree. So the idea is like, yeah, it's all up to you, man. And everyone has an impact in one way or another. Even if just opening the door for you when you had a bad day, walking into a grocery store, or whatever it was, every single yeah. person I, I firmly believe has an impact on who you become and what, and I guess more so what you choose to become because you have a choice in the person that you do become out of all the experiences and environments and influence and everything that make you. So it all boils down to, okay, I have all this information now. What can I do with it? Yeah. What it boils down to, and then what you do with it is based on how you see the world. What have you learned? I'm curious to know. So you you've gone through quite a bit of transformation as far as who you are right now. What have you learned about yourself 
throughout this journey? Man. Uh, Another loaded question here. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's good though. I think, well, one, I think there's things that I think I've learned, but I don't think I've learned everything I'm supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, about Anthony, I've learned that Anthony was never really good at asking for help. Anthony still is not great at asking for help because I'm the kind of person that I grew up not trusting other people. Mm-hmm. Not in the terms of like always hurt, but I couldn't trust them to follow through. Therefore, I I trust me when something has to be done to get it done. And and because of that, I know far too much stuff about stuff I shouldn't know about. Hmm. Like it's just like I can do everything from how teach you how to be able to get on stage and kill it to teach how to build a funnel, how to do video stuff, computer software stuff, build things in houses, like literally too many things in my head. And it's only because I've always had this thought, well, if, if another human being can do it, I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. They're human. I'm human. I'll figure it out. Now, sometimes it's, it's benefited. Sometimes it has not benefited. But, uh, but I think that's one of the things I've learned about myself is like I, I need to ask for more help as opposed to trying to solve every problem alone because mm. I'll get things done quicker. Uh, outside of that, I mean, things I've learned about myself are uh, I am always – I'm always – there's a, a statement I heard by – oh, man, I can't think of who said it. Harvey – I can't think of his name. Something. Um, but what he said was the biggest room in the world is a room for improvement. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense because at every level where I thought I was good, I was never great. Every time I thought I was great, I was never excellent. And so it's like there's always that tier. There's always another room. There's always something to build into. So I've learned about myself is the moment that I start feeling like I've got there Mm -hmm. is the very moment I start seeking new information. We always hear like don't stay stagnant. But sometimes you can get to a point like I got this. This is simple. I I can do this. No problem. And that's the moment you don't even see it, but you're sliding slowly downhill. So when I get to those moments, I'm really keen on taking a step back and saying, all right, Ant, like, how do we challenge you again? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to think about, okay, and how do I challenge you again? And that, that desire to continuously challenge myself so it allows me to keep on moving up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important question to ask yourself of what's next. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I remember one, one day I was watching the videos, Kevin Hart being interviewed by someone, and he, he was talking about his, his work and, and what he's done in his profession. And one of the things that he pointed out was that the reason why he's been able to a lot of these do a lot of the different things that he has is because he has always asked himself the question of what's next. So I've done this. What's beyond that? And it's so true. I think we we should always ask ourselves that question mm-hmm. because improvement is without a doubt. It's an area. It's a motivator. It's mm-hmm. knowing that there is something else beyond this. And that my existence doesn't only have to be this. Yeah, there's more. There's always something more. I think there's a, a conversation of like true potential that we can reach. And I don't think that, I don't think we ever find the top of it. I think what happens is we can reach the top of this potential. It's like reaching a mountain peak. Mm-hmm. But you always get to that peak and like you look at like, oh, there's a false summit. There's more peaks to climb. Mm-hmm. And But no one ever climbs the first peak because they don't think there's other peaks. It's like, oh, I just get there and I kind of hang out. Or they think that one peak's the top peak. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'll get there in time. And so potential is this never-ending, I think, thing that's constantly having the ability to grow into something else. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't think we ever fully figured out. I think the life, no. that's the figured out. You're given this <laughs> lifetime. You're, I don't think you ever hit that one thing and it's like, okay, this is it. This is what life's about. I don't think so either. I think it ever happens there. I don't think you ever landed that place at any point in time. How do you want others to remember you? Man, 
Uh, as a, you know, I just honestly, as I think about it, I am a guy that always has lived by this concept of what you do in the dark will come to the light. And so I, I live a very clean, transparent, integrous life. I don't ever want my kids to have to have somebody come to them and go, I know what your dad really was. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm a transparent guy. So they don't exist very often. Mm-hmm. I want to leave this world and have people be like, that guy really was that guy. Like he really was that kind of human. That they're, they're rare, right? And it's a it's a self pride thing for me. It's a desire. Like that's part of my identity. Is I do right by people, uh, in every aspect I can. Like if I got if I've got to lose money, I'll lose money. If I got to take take a hit for something messed up, I'll take a hit. But uh, I want people to remember me as a very honest, transparent guy who really did live the life that he talks about. I'm trying to help people, serve people, and be in a good light for humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, I think beyond this, this conversation can definitely last hours and hours. But I, the way that the way that I would like to conclude it is, ask you this question that I ask all of our guests that come on, and that is, who or what are you grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for every single one of the crazy hardships that that God put me through and that my life went through. And this, I genuinely say, I think some people are like, oh, it's a facade. Nobody likes it crazy. It's like I was beaten and starved and tortured as a kid. And I would not say that I liked it. It's not saying I liked it. I'm grateful for it, however. Because mm-hmm. if I don't go through that, there's that saying is a smooth sea makes not a skilled sailor. Mm. And the way I look at life is, is I... I am glad that I had all my hardships early on, the majority of them, not all, but the majority of my hardships at a young age because I learned how to navigate the ship far before many people. And so when I run into hardships as an adult, I don't have the same drawbacks of figuring them out. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm tuned to solve. Like I am, I'm, I'm tuned to survive. I am, I'm just in tune with life a little bit more. I see people differently. I understand what's going on differently. Um, I understand, like, I just understand more because I had to figure out as a kid. And so I'm grateful that I got the majority of my hardships early enough so I could live more of my life more aware. Mm. Anthony, how do people find you and what are some of the things that you have coming up? Um, I'm a ghost. I don't really exist. I am <laughs> on, uh, on Instagram at Anthony Trucks. Um, the best way if someone wants to find out the work I do is go to anthonytrucks.com. If somebody is interested in figuring out exactly how they can upgrade their identity to upgrade their life, uh, they can book a free strategy call with my team at mm-hmm. trucksteam.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for sharing on my this pleasure. topic. And it was a pleasure having you on and pleasure hearing your story. No problem, man. Very welcome. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to our monthly newsletter so you can receive all of the latest episodes, featured stand-up and speak-up stories, and ways you can be involved with Overcoming Odds. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to having you next week.